0: Hello, lovely podcast people. A quick podcast for you today on something that's relevant to two different realms, I guess. One slightly myth busting towards the keto community, and one is to do with aggressive dieting. So, one of the potential benefits, those of you who have listened to any of my other um, aggressive dieting podcast episodes, which I'll go to the lengths of linking in the description the uh, of today's podcast. And actually, the reason I'll do that for you, because it's potentially quite easy, we are creating like an aggressive dieting resource because I've done so much on the area, but at different times, not in like one place to, to try and sell you a product or anything like that. And this resource is, is going to be free, as usual. <laughs> yeah, so essentially... Hmm, maybe I will link you to be able to get, yeah, that's what I'll do, to get this aggressive dieting resource. So you can just go and pop your email address in and then just send it to you. And it will have basically a bit of a journey, a a nice summation of all these stuff I've done on aggressive dieting that you can get your hands on. And it will almost take you uh, or explain which bits, talk about which, which podcast, which Uh, sort of articles, posts, whatever, even some of my guest podcasts that explain different areas of it very well. If you really want to understand the why and the how of, you know, how do we work out our maximal deficit you know, why that is, what the figure's from, where the research is that that comes from, point you to there. If you don't care about that, more of the just what to do. Um, and then once you're doing it and before you start and what you can eat during it and how you should come out of the aggressive diet afterwards. Um, and this podcast will be part of that. And, and eventually... My um, aggressive dieting calculator is currently kind of offline because we are updating it with some corrections, some alterations, and also just making it really all singing, all dancing, to the point of what I am going to talk about today. And that is, I guess, the concept of refeeds. Now, we have this thing. I'm just going to write a note for myself so I don't go off topic too much. Um, We have this thing of the maximal deficit that you can not create, I'm trying to think of a better word for that. Um, but the maximal rate of fat that you can lose and the deficit that equates to that rate. Now, if you create a deficit that is larger than that figure, so let's say the maximum amount of fat you can lose from your body is about the summation of a thousand calories of fat can be lost from your body. Basically, your body can take that amount of fat, put it into your blood, you can get it into your mitochondria and burn it for energy. If you create a deficit that's higher than that, you're going to take energy from other sources one of those sources being muscle glycogen muscle and liver glycogen so one of the things that this resource will do is allow you to pick the number that you want to eat your deficit per day and as i've mentioned elsewhere on instagram i like to pick a number that's a bigger deficit a smaller number of calories to eat it just seems to suit me better for a number of different reasons that I've discussed elsewhere and I'm not gonna talk about again. But what that means is, is then my requirement to do refeeds goes up. The uh, magnitude of those refeeds will do be t- dependent on how often I do them and how often I do them will be dependent on a number of different factors, not least of all the size of that deficit, but also my body size, the kind of capacity for storage of glycogen that I have, those kind of things. So what the new calculator will do is, you know, do its very best using my knowledge and the best of the uh, estimated calculations that we have available to us. It'll do all of that and it'll give you that number. So you can plug in your own number and then it will give you these recommendations of approximate values for size of refeed and duration of refeed and, and frequency of those how often you should do them now this is what I kind of want to talk about today before you guys can get your hands on that amazing resource. The other thing that I'm also trying to do is find a way that um, is accessible to everyone because originally I think I released it and it was like an Excel file but then lots of people came and said, you know, I'm trying to open this on in numbers on my iPad and I can't do it. Can you solve this issue for me for this free resource that you created and I paid absolutely nothing for? Can you just problem solve and troubleshoot this for me? My God, you know, and as much as I do help people that's a very big task it's not I'm not able to make it work on every single system and every single tablet and every single whatever but I do want to make it universally you know as useful as possible so again that's just another thing looking into you know if anyone knows a really good I guess someone could put it and make into an app for me but then again it's like okay well I'm not gonna pay money for it to I don't know become some amazing app that's then I pay the app, app store. I mean, I've never done an app. But I don't know, a web app that people can use. If anyone knows someone who can do that, I'm obviously happy to pay someone for their time to create something like that, but not like some kind of ongoing charge that goes to Apple. I don't know. Anyway, this is so off topic. The point of today's discussion is, for those of you, I've answered this question a lot of times, which is what brought it into my head, was about these refeeds and how long can I aggressive diet for? And, like I said, this note I've made to myself, linking back to the keto community. If one of the things that is really benefiting you with regards to aggressive dieting is the huge reduction in hunger and the, you know, habituation of your kind of roughly regular routine that tends to occur with aggressive dieting, then doing refeeds can really put a dent in your progress slash rhythm momentum that you've created and not least of all increase your hunger dramatically so one of the things for me and my most recent aggressive diet was I picked a day I just started on that day I quickly went to the shops it, I'd already got to quite significant portion of the day without eating felt good and I was like, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to start. And typically for me, as I've discussed elsewhere, I will often delay eating in the morning um, when I'm doing an aggressive diet. I'll still try to get some people try to do like just eat all of their calories in one meal. I typically don't like to do that. It it limits the number of times that you tend to eat some vegetables and. As much as the research shows for muscle maintenance, really the frequency of protein intake doesn't matter. I still like this idea of having on a training day, having a protein feeding there, then having a protein feeding kind of three-ish hours after that, and I like a protein feeding before. So, you know, I tend to split my very low calories into uh, three or four meals but they are in a much smaller time frame than maybe as soon as I wake up and then, you know, shortly before bed. That's a much longer window that I wouldn't be comfortable with. But again, these things are, once you know the principles, you can create something that works for you. But when we come back to this refeed, if you, don't, if you do a higher deficit, a bigger deficit, um, fewer calories than, say, my calculator works out for you, and you need to do this refeed and you don't do one you will end up losing lean body mass and over time that will start to be taken from other sources such as muscle protein or uh, you know body protein so from that perspective they are important and so I, there was just a few little bits of nuance I wanted to discuss in this podcast which was you know a consideration around what am I going to weigh up here can I weigh up, okay, aggressive, uh, sorry, doing, well, And I, I call them aggressive refeeding strategies. But if I'm doing that on a particular day to essentially carb up, is the day after that a day where I feel mentally capable of going back into my big deficit? And if it's not, is it going to throw me off? Is it going to throw my ry- rhythm off? Would I want to just Consider, oh, you know, it's gonna be a small amount of muscle loss that I get if I do it for this bit of time. Extra, just to keep the rhythm. And in my case, I often push that boat. I don't mind the idea of a little bit of muscle loss in the short term because, you know, muscle memory, being able to regain that muscle long term is much easier than, you know, once I get my aggressive diet out the way and I can just go back to focus on being at maintenance or ever so slightly above. Um, and, and back to training, et cetera, and training well. So it's worth just disc- thinking about this. And, and particularly if you're doing one or two days of refeeding, that's going to take you out of ketosis. And so if you are in ketosis, if that's, you know, there's probably more than, or almost certainly, more than the singular reason of ketosis that aggressive dieting is so helpful and, and rids you of hunger, both physiological and psychological, but if it's, a, if it's one thing that has been significantly helping you, you need to be prepared for it. You need to understand that's what it's going to do. And so this, that just as the aside of this podcast is this whole keto community, or anyone who's talking about, you know, I've been dieting, I'm low carb, I'm keto, um, I'm, doing ke- I'm doing keto with um, carb cycling. Or I'm doing keto uh, for five days and then, you know, I eat whatever on the weekends or I eat carbs on the weekends or I do, you know, etc. cetera, et cetera. Really, keto, a ketogenic diet is it should be a diet that is putting you into ketosis and you are dieting in ketosis, whereas I think, colloquially, a keto diet has just become a very low-carb diet. It's almost like you'd be better off calling it Atkins or a very low-carb diet. Because a ketogenic diet, if someone who actually needs to do keto, which is not most people, but someone, for instance, with this uh, you know, drug-resistant epilepsy where ketogenic diets have been shown to have you know quite a profound therapeutic effect, if that person was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I have epileptic fits and being in ketosis really helps me. But you know what? I'm doing carb cycling with my ketogenic diet. And actually, it's completely and screwed me on having epileptic fits way more again now. But, you know, I'm still keto. Um, you're not. So, yeah, it's one of these things of you know, a lot of the keto community, what, you know, we now know that you can eat quite a significant amount of protein and still remain in ketosis, uh, which I feel like is more, you know, we're, we're now fairly well aware of that. The research is pointing us towards that. And it's quite exciting or interesting you you don't have to the old school idea of like you know 85 percent of your calories coming from fat and actually have to keep protein quite low is not the case similarly you know even on that in terms of low carb or keto or whatever you don't a ketogenic diet is no longer synonymous with double cream and um, butter you can do a, a sort of let's call it a Mediterranean style ketogenic diet on Mediterranean low carb and you can eat lots of what we know to be very healthful uh, food sources that contain polyunsaturated fats not just these sort of double cream and butter diets but yes if you are not low carb or or, or low calorie you're not going to be in ketosis and so that's the myth-busting of the keto diet clan who who are doing these things, but also the very uh, practical recommendation or um, knowledge that you can use with regards to your aggressive dieting strategies. So just being aware that refeeds will kickstart hunger again. Since I've gone back to maintenance or just below maintenance, my hunger is significantly higher again. But... The good thing is, is I am still very able, you know, I'm eating so many more calories. I'm eating maybe um, a thousand more calories a day whilst still in a slight deficit and therefore having more hunger isn't such an issue. But it is one of those things. Mentally, there's also other things at play there where it's like, oh, you're eating so much more and it's sometimes easier to slip. You, be- I become more like we typically think about dieters in general in you know myself and everyone humans included the under-reporting the oh just have a little snack here oh you know the children are on half term this week and so uh, you know breakfast lunch and dinner with the babies means oh i'll just oh daddy i don't want to finish my wrap oh i'll just eat that bit oh you know they've a bit of daddy tax a little slice of their pizza or Um, you know they have olives so much and so I'm just like I'll just have four olives and you know those little things that we know the the bites lips bites licks sips and nibbles that tend to undermine small calorie deficits so Lots of things to, to consider within this, but it's just something I wanted to... I've answered so many questions about refeeds recently that I wanted to remind people that, you know, one of the benefits, the, the ketosis that we get from aggressive dieting strategies, it goes away until we get back into ketosis. So if you are someone who, who it requires a big mental push for those first one to three days of your aggressive diet... Do just consider that, and if you are sitting at that aggressive dieting level, that isn't too great. So you're not dipping into lean body mass stores as much. You don't, you know, don't feel you need to do refeeds. And you know, I think I've done a thirty or thirty-five day aggressive diet before. Oh no, I did actually do an, a refeed during that time, but I think it was only one but again i'd you know i think i think maybe i'd gone 20 days or so and was feeling great and so and, and really just used it as a motivator like you know it's cool i'm gonna push myself to this you know i got myself excited about doing um a planned strategic aggressive refeed uh i talk to, i talk about tiger bread a lot and uh Use that well within my strategy, but you know you can go long periods, and again, as I've mentioned elsewhere, people go much, much, much longer periods of time. And if muscle loss is of absolutely no um, issue to you in the short term, you know it should be on everyone's bucket list to maintain muscle into old age. It's very good for us as a as a um, v- vesicle. Is that a word? Vessel, no. Vesicle, oh <laughs> my goodness, what's the weird word that I'm thinking of? Alexa, what is a vesicle? Now, vessel. No, I think I've made up a word in my head. That's so weird. Alexa, stop. Uh, a container for us to dispose of glucose long-term, so it's very good for our glucose homeostasis and um, you know, as we age, becoming more inactive and uh, those kind of things, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be going off after this podcast and working out what my brain's done with the word there. Anyway, so yes, longer term, it should be uh, a big goal of ours to to maintain a really active lifestyle where we are, you know, challenging our body to at least maintain muscle mass, not to get as super jacked as possible. But you know, men and women alike really should be prioritizing. You know a lifestyle and if that means being in a gym or, or at home but lifting weights challenging your body it's a really really helpful thing as much as the fitness industry may seem like it's pushing weight training too much or you need to do weights you should do gym you know screw cardio man like no forget the screw cardio comments but do you know we should be living active lifestyles where we are it doesn't mean being in the gym necessarily, but if that's the only area of life where you can provide resistance to your body you know these are the things that keep us young in into our uh, latter years uh, young and mobile and good quality of life not just alive but with good quality of life anyway, I hope you have uh, learned something today enjoyed that. And like I said, if you want to get hold of any of the aggressive, you know, that new aggressive dieting resource, it might not be finished by the time you get this podcast out. But if you put your email address in, as ever, I will always ensure that you get what I promise, um, no matter how late. Uh, <laughs> I, When I did my tour in 2019, I promised attendees that they'd get a tour resource and they didn't pay for it they didn't know they were getting that as a ticket or you know as part of their thing it was just an extra thing that I was going to do for people and even if they only came to the AM talk I was going to give them you know content from later in the day and I was going to go you know I was within that resource they uh, um, were getting extra free talks and and stuff that other people had paid for and all this that and the other and anyway it's now 2023 and they still haven't got that but I'm weeks away from sending out to everyone going I'm really sorry, uh the tour went crazy and was loads more busy than I thought. Then we had the pandemic. Then you know my life fell apart, and um I had to fight for my children for a couple of years and um I'm glad I'm still here, but better late than never here's what I promised you know it's never gone off my to do list, <laughs> so they're about to get that so anyway, this please don't be angry at me if if you don't get it instantly in a reply email but it's it's already been started in fact i had a conversation about it just today in a a management meeting or not management meeting a nutrition meeting so you know the the skeleton of it is already there you will get that if you want it there'll be a link sign up just pop your email address in and then i'll have you in a little list of people to send that out to as soon as it's completed anyway until next time much love